This is an ABC podcast. On this episode of Simple Jest, it's time to take out the trash with your very best bin stories. You'll hear about criminal garbage, brain juice, a snake in a bin, and so much more. Completely exploded. What? Like the serial killer? Yeah, the serial killer, yeah. No! Did you say you died? Are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. At what point did you realise you were (laughs) swimming in the pool of one of the most famous musicians of all time? Like, too late. (laughs) Is this a Ratatouille situation? Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Simply the Jest. Australia's best stories. Simply the Jest. My name's Lewis Hobber. My name's Michael Hing. And looks like no Perco two weeks in a row. Uh, Well, we endure. Um, Mm. We must go on. Obviously, life without Perco, many have said not worth living. Uh, But we will persist. Uh, She's still in Hawaii, although I think she might be literally about to get on a plane. So she'll be Mm -hmm. back for next week's episode of the radio show and Uh the podcast. Yes. uh, So this week we were joined by a special guest, Jess. None other than uh, Mornings at Triple J's host and, I would say, queen. It's Lucy (laughs) Smith, whose voice you're going to hear in some of these calls. Obviously, she couldn't be here today for the podcast because, um, well, I don't know why. (laughs) I think she just had had enough. (laughs) She sort of was like, for some reason, all the people who work with us desperately need holidays (laughs) and to get away. It's very odd. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Are we too annoying, Lewis? Let's not investigate too much in case we discover something that we have to change. Uh, But, Lewis, the theme... (laughs) Of this week, uh, this week's episode of Simple the Jest, the theme is bin. Uh, yes. Bin, B-I-N, bin. So we're talking about like wheelie bins, um, pedal bins, obviously trash cans, you know, recycling sure. bins. Yep. Uh, really big bins, mm-hmm. small bins, uh, getting trapped in bins, stuck in bins, found in bins, yeah. uh, wearing bin liners. Now, I know often we start this podcast by um, talking about how it mm. relates to your weird childhood. Um, uh-huh. And in this particular instance, I know that your childhood, it was bin free in many ways. Well, we had bins. We didn't just toss our rubbish on the floor and leave it for the chickens. Although, actually, we did toss a lot to the chickens. But it was uh, it was that we didn't have bin collection. Like, we mm. lived too far away from uh, town to have, you know, garbos come and collect our bins. So we just put all of our rubbish into a trailer. And then once, when the trailer filled up, Dad and I would go to the tip and mm. throw it all at the tip. And I loved the tip. Really? Loved it. Did yeah, you ever get it's to, pretty fun. Did you ever get to root around in the piles and find something, find a little souvenir for Lewis? Yeah, they used to let us root around. I've got to tell you, it's um, it's not easy pickings looting around in a bin, uh, a giant, the world's biggest bin, <laughs> the tip. You really don't find much. Right. You don't it's, find it's, much at all. It's mostly stuff that people have thrown out, I imagine. Yeah, I think like as a, as a kid, you see it and you're like, whoa, you know, there could be treasure under here, and sure. then you start looking around, and you're like, oh, it's mostly just like old sanitary pads, <laughs> used condoms, and then you're like, oh, maybe I just um, will develop a real um, need to clean everything. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I um, I, I kind of have a, a couple of uh, run-ins with bins in my life when I was about <laughs> being uh, ch- dropped in them as kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, parents trying to hide me. No, I. Uh, uh, when I was real young, I would have been like three or four, maybe. I don't know. I was very young. Uh, I, I used to sleepwalk as a as a child. Uh, as far as I know, I don't do it anymore. I just sort of tie myself to my bed at night. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I used to um, sleepwalk as a kid. And when I was real young, apparently, my mum loves to tell this story at sort of family gatherings. I walked into, a couple of times, I walked into our bathroom 
and there was a bin there and I my brain couldn't really understand what was going on and I pissed in the bin. Oh. I did a wee in the oh. bin and then sort of like, I think there must have been some commotion. My parents found me doing that. Um, obviously, they told my brother who found this very funny. <laughs> of course. As an older brother. And then he gave me a nickname, Pissbin. Now, Pissbin, uh, <laughs> yes. Which <laughs> he saw the two things and he put them together. <laughs> but that evolved over many years. And eventually mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know the actor Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, but my brother eventually, towards the end of uh, the nickname, he had <laughs> evolved to calling me Pispin Glover, which um, good stuff from him, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good, actually. But obviously, <laughs> bins it's are... so niche. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you a, a film that Crispin Glover's been in. I mean, maybe he's been in a, a movie with Pat Byrne. We'll never know. I mean, finally, <sighs> there was a way we could check it, but, um, you no, know. No, we just don't have that technology. Um, but I've also, not just, I'm not just pissing bins, Lewis. You know, I throw <laughs> rubbish in bins. Um, oh, yeah. When tell, I, me more, tell me about every instance you've done that. Well, uh, the, uh, the only one that's kind of notable and comes to mind is, um, you know, at the end of when you move out of a share house and there's always just shit left behind because you're like, oh, yeah. well, there's been like eight different people have lived here over the last two years and everyone's left their own shit. And now you've just got a bunch of garbage you need to get rid of. Housemates are like rats from a sinking ship because if you're the last one, oh. you have so much shit ah. to deal with. God. If you yeah. if you sense that housemates are leaving and that the whole lease might end, yes. you could be the second last to leave. Just do not be the last. Well, uh, Lewis, as you know, my only job I've really had before radio was I worked in a bottle shop. Of course. And oh, there it is. Um, what, one of the bottle shops I worked in was in like a big shopping center. And so I got um, left with just a bunch of garbage when we were moving out of our house. Everyone else had left. It was just me. So I borrowed... Uh, mum and dad's uh honda odyssey it was like a big people mover van thing right and i just filled it with all the garbage uh, like it was like a sofa it was a bunch of old pots and pans just everything that i didn't which, which was left over at the end of the house just oh god so much crap and i drove it to the shopping center into the loading dock where they have a, a trash compactor mm-hmm. and i just started oh, wow. loading it all into the um westfield miranda's trash compactor <laughs> I've never used one of those. I'd love to. Oh, it's pretty fun. Like, yeah, of course pr- it is. Yeah, it's pretty fun to throw things in and watch them get smushed. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's real good. I'd, lo- I'd love to have a big smusher. <laughs> well, the security guard came and found me, and he was like, oh, what's all this stuff? Like, it's a couch. It's like pots and pans. <laughs> it's like plates, towels, you know. I'm just smushing my housemate's memories. Yeah, sir. and I was like, oh, it's just stuff from the back of the shop. And he's like, uh, yeah. Porter's looking around. I'm like, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> we had a couch that we are getting rid of. They're from ScanPan. Yeah, exactly. Just, just throwing it all out. He's Factory like, seconds. <laughs> but I love a bin. I love a bin, Lewis. Well, I'll tell you what. I actually, uh, one of the things I know about you, one of the fascinating things about you, is that uh, you are actually kind of like a marketer's dream in some way. If someone can get it in your head that you need a thing, you will not rest until you have the best of that thing. 100%. It's, I've seen it happen with staplers. Um, you bought like a, a $85 stapler for our producer, which is... A lot of that was because it was in US dollars and I didn't realize and I spent a lot yeah. of money accidentally, okay? Which is the same mistake you made with the spinning top, world's best spinning top. <laughs> but you, once I looked over and you were Googling, I think actually maybe I was telling you that I was having some bin dramas mm-hmm. at home. 
My, my lid wasn't closing. This is the sort of stuff that we talk about that doesn't usually make it to air. We do some editing, uh, but it's here now. Uh, so, And you just Google, oh, I wonder what the best lid is. And you Googled world's best bin. Yeah. And it's a bin that smushes itself. Like yeah. it's, you can buy a self-smushing bin just for your own home. And honestly, and, um, it rules. It's so good. We obviously won't it, say the brand name of it. but No, oh, but man. every few weeks I come back and you're still Googling the self-smushing bin. Well, the only thing that's stopping me from buying the self-smushing bin is that it is... I think about 500 bucks, and I don't know that I can justify spending that on a bin, you know? And once you forget to calculate for US dollars, that's going to be $1,000. <laughs> well, coming up, you're going to hear about the world's tallest bin and also a bin crime. Elliot from Perth, what is your bin story? Hi. So about seven years ago now, I was working for a telecoms company. Won't say who it is. I was sitting in an exchange and we heard a car pull up, a screech and a bang. And um, I got one of my mates to go over and have a look what it was. And turns out they just dumped a shotgun. <gasps> what, like in so your was, bin? In the bin outside no, the shop? No, so, so it, was, uh, it was across the road. It was like bin day. So all the bins were out on the street. And they've come around the corner, dumped a weapon that they'd just used in an, um, what I assume was a, a crime. an armed robbery. Oh, <laughs> damn. And um, so it was a big, like, double-barrel shotgun that was just sitting in the bottom of the bin. So we, um, we called the cops, and, like, five minutes later, it was, like, out of an action movie. There was about, like, I think it was two unmarked cop cars, two marked cop cars. There was a helicopter flying around and a plane. Wow. They were all searching this? for it. <laughs> It's in Perth. But when? When? Oh, it was like seven years ago now. It was a long time ago. Wow. It was when I just started with this company. So wow. um, I was just a trainee. Was there <laughs> but, any... Um, when the cops arrived, because I, I feel like if you're a cop and you turn up, anyone who, you know, calls in, oh, I found a gun, your first mm. thought is... Uh, this person, this person dumped the gun and is trying to play the victim. Well, they got out of the car, like they run over to us and they were screaming at us not to touch the bin, don't touch the gun that's been involved in an incident. Oh, and, um, sure. They they sped, they all sped off. Every policeman left, which was weird that no one stayed around to wait. But um, about thirty <laughs> minutes later, another car pulls up, a different car the same people. They all jumped out of the car to try and find the gun that they had just dumped. <gasps> they returned we to the scene still, of the crime. They came back to get yeah, their gun. And I, was, and I was sitting in the exchange still in a car with like slumped down in my car below the uh, <laughs> below the dashboard trying oh, to keep yeah. out of sight because we were the only ones that could have seen them do it. So, <laughs> Wow. So the cops, yeah. five cops arrive, uh-huh. or five cop cars, cars. Yeah. five yeah, cop cars we, leave, not one stays, and then <laughs> they, the yeah, criminals come back. We, we told them what sort of car it was, so they, they obviously they've all gone off looking for this car in the vicinity, because they, 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 they must have been close by. Wow. But yeah, it was a different car that showed up afterwards, and we were packing it a little bit in the front that's, seat. That's crazy. If they'd seen us. Daniel in Perth. G'day, Daniel. What is your bin story? Yeah, hi there, guys. Um, my dad is actually the uh, current mayor of Kalgoorlie, mm. and many years ago, uh, when he was a journalist, came up with the idea of building the world's tallest bin as part of uh, Keep Australia Tidy Week. Ah. Um, and it's still standing to this day. How tall's the bin? Uh, it's too tall to put anything into it. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, yeah, you need a low and probably... wide bin for it to be effective. Yeah, it, it's... 
It's it's actually made out of um, a section of the old pipeline that uh, runs from Perth to Kalgoorlie, huh. 560 kilometres long, which was built 120 years ago. Right. Um, Getting a lot of good and, facts uh, here. <laughs> good trivia, Someone's yeah. dad's the mayor. <laughs> so uh, did, did he build it? Actually, did he build yeah. it while you were while you were a kid and growing up, or were you or, or an adult at that point? Like, uh, did you go, did you guys as a kid get to go visits to the big bin? You know, it's actually still standing. So it's at the top of the main street, and uh-huh. I believe it was all done before um, or when we were very young. Oh, I don't okay. It was being built, but uh, so it was it's about eight designed. meters tall. Eight oh. meters tall. So it's a pretty big bin. I'm Does it have a lid, or like, can you take shots? <laughs> well, the only way to get something in is pretty much throwing rocks in. I think we, we, we oh. try to throw rocks into it. Right. Uh, it was designed originally, the idea was to have a pulley system where you'd you know, <laughs> have something to go up and, and drop That's it in. That's pretty good. And, and empty down the bottom, but uh, they decided that was all too hard and um, just da- put up a, a section of the pipeline. Daniel, do people like it? Do they take photos with it? Uh, not many people know about it. It kind of it's in this little uh, little bush section that's kind of off off the main street a little bit, and hmm. uh, there is a painting on it that says "World's Tallest Bin." Um, <laughs> is but, it in the? Uh, is it no. like the Guinness World Book of Records and stuff? Is it? Is it official? It, it should. It should be. But I, I mean, if it isn't it's... a functional bin, it's really it's a sculpture yeah. of a bin. <laughs> I'm Taylor from the greatest city in the world. What's your bin story? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, thanks. So about eight years ago, I was roughly in six months into a new relationship. Uh-huh. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night to find my new Romeo was missing from my bed. Oh. You know, uh, one eye open, I wandered out into the kitchen to find the light from the fridge shining. And the bin that usually resides beside the fridge was in front of the well-lit kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh, my new Romeo had opened the lid and he was taking a shit <gasps> in the bin. He had been drinking and I think he's just mistaken it for the toilet. Um. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Did you say the fridge was open as well? Lucy, you needed the yeah, light. So yeah. he's he needed a up. snack. Yeah, he's making himself a sandwich. Yeah, uh, one in, one out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I love that you can browsing, track the path. Browsing the menu while he's taking a dump. Oh. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, so, um, anyway, needless to say, eight years later, I'm him and we have two kids. Oh. No. <laughs> why? Taylor, why? Taylor gave birth over a bin. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, it's very easy for us to point fingers at Taylor's... Um, now husband and father of well, children. Can I say, Michael, it's much easier for me to do it, um, given that I'm not a little piss-pin glover. Well, this is... <laughs> that's that's why... I, look, hey, we've all made that mistake before. I've never taken no, a shit haven't. in the bin. But, no, you know, it's very easy... It is very easy to, you know, while you're sleeping, you know, just mistake a bin. Because it's mm. what, in your brain, that's what you put rubbish. What is your body's rubbish? Piss and shit. So that's... You wow. Know? Oh, you think it's that, that human waste and um, food waste... Can all commingle. Well, I you mean, think... I don't think it's ideal, but I can understand how that mistake <laughs> is made. Well, of course you can understand it. You've done it. You've lived it. It's lived experience for you. I can tell you without any reservation, mm-hmm. just taking a quick moment to have a mm-hmm. reservation. No, I've never pissed or shat in a bin. <laughs> okay, then. What about then from Taylor's perspective? Have you ever woken up and found the person you're sleeping with doing something weird? You know, out of the bed uh, on an adventure? No. 
Maybe you're missing out then, Lewis, you know? Maybe you need to do this. Maybe this is like one of your things you're like too uptight, you know? Maybe you need to like piss in a bin just to like chill out. It's actually what all the cool kids are doing right now, pissing in but a bin. You've pissed in you've pissed in bags, you've pissed in bins. Oh, that's like, true, I've pissed in a bag. Mm-hmm. You've almost pissed everywhere but the actual designated piss place. <laughs> I no, I don't I, I just find myself in just situations walking around hosing down street. No, I just find myself in situations where like through sleepwalking I'm pissing in a bin or when I was trapped in a tunnel having to piss in a bag. Lewis <laughs> This has really turned on to me when really I think this is about you not living your life to the fullest extent. I think if you uh, genuinely believe that pissing and shitting in bins counts as living, you need to get out more. <laughs> but Michael, look, as much as I would love to um get stuck into all of the different places you've urinated and shat. I was about to say it's not what this podcast is for, but it almost is. But I do want to move on because I have a couple of other pretty gross stories on the way for you. You're going to hear in a moment about a reverse donation and the extreme lengths someone will go to for a drink. Lindsay in Melbourne, what's your bin story? Hi, guys. So my bin story comes to you from the neurosurgical ward um, of a hospital um, where on occasion patients are required to have a drain that goes directly into their brain and drains the excess fluid that is needed to get rid of. Oh, yeah. Um, On this particular day, um, another patient who was waiting for theatre, was fasting, was getting a bit thirsty, (gasps) went looking for something to drink. Opened uh-huh. the bin where this drain had been removed from somebody else's head uh. and left in the bin, as uh-huh. happens. And he opened this bin, dived in and drank said fluid. What? No! Wait, on, on purpose? Or did he think it was something else? Uh, or No, uh, he was thirsty. He was looking for a drink. That's where he found one. He... So he went to the bin to find the drink? <laughs> and he drank yeah. someone else's brain fluid. Yep. He did. Now, now, we've seen a lot of things in hospital, but that was new to us. Now, did he start thinking the thoughts of the other person? Oh. <laughs> did he have a straw? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was the mechanics of that. So, licking the bin liner? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it, it collects into like a little bag. Is that a dangerous... I mean, obviously it's a very dangerous thing to do, but if you drink someone else's brain fluid, that's just going to go into your stomach. It won't go into your brain, will it? No, only to the stomach. Both, yeah. no, just gross. Not dangerous, but Oof. gross. Oh, oh my god! What sort of texture is brain fluid? Great question. Oh, it's very much. Li- it's liquid. It's very liquid. But how liquid? Like, are we talking water? like water? Is it like jelly? Water. 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 Okay. Okay. So yeah. it's an easy mistake to make, right? Well, I, I, well, it's tinted. It's usually a bit blood tinted. Oh! Waiting! <laughs> Waiting! Blood Sorry. tinted. Sorry. Come on! Couldn't he just ask for one of those OJ cups? <laughs> They do give them out. <laughs> oh. We do have taps and cups and water, etc. Oh. Yes, we do. Oh, oh my god! Damn. That story has actually made like my brain doesn't work after that. No, I've frizzled no, out. It's done. It's pretty rough stuff. Right I have no more brain up. liquid in my <laughs> G'day, Scotty. What is your bin story? Hey, g'day, g'day, Lucy. G'day, Michael. Hi, Lewis. Hello. Um, hello. My bin story is um, I have a lady on my run, my garbage run. Uh, a customer I'll call her, mm-hmm. and I'll just set the scene, all right? She's uh, grandma vintage, complete with a purple lint hair and the glasses. Nice. Queen. And, yeah, she's very nice, and she's a very particular woman, very particular. Her house is immaculate. There's not a blade of grass or a pebble out of place. <laughs> and I'll just set the scene every Monday morning about 8 o'clock. I'm going along her street, picking up the bins. She's waiting out the front patiently. She has a bottle of... 
spray disinfectant <gasps> in her hand. Uh-huh. And so over the years, we've built up this procedure as what actually happens is I'll come to a stop. I won't turn the truck off. I'll just have the um, picker mode off so I don't actually pick up Barbara, we'll call her, just to protect her identity. We'll call Barb. So I won't pick up poor old Barb and put her in the truck. We exchange pleasantries. Morning, Barb. Morning, Scotty. How are you? Yeah, good. So, right, you ready? So before I do anything, she will lean in, spray my lifter belt with some disinfectant because she's absolutely horrified at the fact that that lifter belt picks her bin up and everybody else's. Oh, so she's trying to keep her bin clean from your dirty garbage truck's arms. She doesn't want cross-contamination. She doesn't want her bin to get infected. Yeah, this is before pre-COVID too, so it's yeah, been right. going on for a while. And we have such a system, it's like being in pit lane. <laughs> she'll lean in, she'll spray the belt, then she'll take one step back, one to the side, the raise the hand, and says, all clear, Scotty. And then I proceed to go through the motions and empty her bin. And my reward is every Monday either a bottle of water or a can of soft drink. Oh, oh that's so nice, Thank you, Bob. We love Bob. I asked my um, comrades to pick up her yellow and green bin, if that happens to them, Mm -hmm. and they said, no, they know the house, but no, they've never seen her. Interesting. So So I fronted fronted Barb and I said to her, (laughs) how come you only spray the garbage bin? She said, well, Scotty, garbage has germs in it. Um, and we must not transmit the germs. So apparently mm -hmm. the green and the yellow don't carry germs. Interesting. Interesting. so she sprays the belt religiously. Yeah. Scotty, that's, that's a beautiful system. It's a wonderful community. I love that. That's a lovely story. Maybe you genuinely love that kind of thing because you're, um, oh, you know. you kidding me? You hate germs. I would do anything to be able to <laughs> keep the bin clean. Keep everything clean. Oh, so good. You and Barb, kindred spirits. Me and, I, I unfortunately, I hate to think of this, but my future is going to be a lot like Barb. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia in Malwala, what is your bin story? Uh, my sister fell into a St. Vinny's bin. Oh. <laughs> yes! And did someone push her or? No, no, it was all her. Was she handing something in or was she trying to steal something? <laughs> no, she was trying to fish out her $300 bag that my mum had mistakenly oh. put in there. Oh. So mum was clearing out all the all the closets, threw mm. the bag into yeah. the they donated the bin <laughs> bag, and then. So yeah. what happened? So so she climbed in those bins. Like, did someone have to hold it open? What happened? Yeah, it's a one way door. So yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting because I feel like you you pre- you're presented with a moral quandary at that point. Like if if three hundred dollars is in a charity's possession, yeah, are you yeah. like I understand that like it wasn't your sister's decision. But yeah. On the other hand. It's the charity. It's now, there is now. a period where the charity owns it. Yeah. And you are now essentially <laughs> stealing $300 from a charity. So she goes through the slot. Is it how, how long is she stuck in there and how does she get out? I think she was stuck for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And <laughs> You've just donated your sister at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the property She's of Vinny's now. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how did she get out there? Uh, well, we had to sort of half open the bin again mm-hmm. so she could crawl back through oh, and sure. she just fell right out the other side again. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. The Crocodile Loser. That's right. He calls in so often. We never are ever disappointed by hearing from him. Darren from Glenroy, Australia's Worst Animal Wrangler. How are you? 
G'day winners. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Very well. Nice to hear from you. Darren from Glenroy, what is your bin story? Um, well, where I used to work, we, uh, we had a plastic bin that was in one of the reptile rooms and I opened it one day just to do some work and a coastal taipan launched out at my head. <laughs> Every time you tell a story. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> had somebody thrown the snake out or is that the snake's house? No, that's a, a bin that we used to use to hold snakes while we cleaned out their exhibits. Mm. Um, usually it's quite safe, but a coastal type bin is not really ideal in one of those. We ne- so what, mean, yeah, You need to start giving like, us a venom scale when you yeah. tell us these stories, mm, yeah. Darren. How venomous, okay. the, how venomous is the coastal type bin? A uh, third most venomous snake <gasps> in the world. Oh, no, Darren! <laughs> oh, no. you got to put a warning on that bin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I I feel like a lot of your stories, Darren, is that, you know, it's just an animal leaping at you (laughs) out of nowhere. But sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, the reason it was in there was one of the other zookeepers there used to constantly have fights with the boss and uh, he'd just get really annoyed and just leave. So he started cleaning up the venomous, put the coastal type in there, got got pissed off at the boss and left. (laughs) Walked off the job and then I opened the bin. That's so insane. You know, it's like it's not your takeaway job where you're walking out of the drive-thru. This is It's like leaving like the nuclear bomb, like and just like leaving the keys out or something. Like I'm done with this. No, you gotta lock up. This is a dangerous thing. Oh, Darren. So do you support is there a fairly passive aggressive email that goes around after that? Hey guys, look. No, no. <laughs> it's what? because like we get it here. It's like, hey, can everyone just make sure they like clean up their mm. sinks, like clean up the cups around the yeah, sink, or the or studio, studio, whatever. Hey guys, it. if you have one of the most venomous <laughs> things in the world, can we just put a little tape on the bin? Or hey guys, <laughs> all good if not, but if you just not leave the taipan in the bin, please. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> Once again, Darren, so lucky to be alive. Um, and we're lucky that he's alive because he's just a gift that keeps on giving when it comes to near-death experiences. Can you imagine if we walked off the job and just left a coastal taipan in the <laughs> studio? You know? Oh, my God. I just remembered. You know what? I, um, I have a story that ties together a radio personality walking out of a job uh-huh. and Crispin Glover. Um, what? Well, I mean, Pispin Glover. There, I, before I worked at Triple J um, uh-huh. and started doing this wonderful podcast, I, I had a job at a commercial radio station uh-huh. and I would write jokes for the commercial radio hosts uh, about celebrities, just mm-hmm. like writing jokes about celebrity gossip. And uh, there was a presenter there. He was fired and uh, he'd been there for years oh. and his now ex-wife was like working at the station and there was a lot of tension and he was quite summarily fired, just like, get out of here. And um, everyone came into work on Monday, and they're like, oh, he's gone. And he had vomited in a pot plant. Oh. And and then left it there. Oh. And there were, so that everybody would walk in on the Monday, and he it was like his big, fuck you, I'm out of here. Oh. Isn't that gross? Yuck, oh. So yeah. he threw up in a pot plant in order yep. to, I guess, like... like in, in protest. Oh, God. Where have you vomited in protest? Uh, <laughs> it was so gross, and it, but it's also one of the things where it's like, like I barely knew the guy. We didn't interact at all. But mm. after that, I was like, I've never met this man, and I'm so happy he's gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm re- <laughs> like, this feels like a good firing. Uh, well, Lewis, you know what time it is right now. 
Uh, we get so many calls and texts and wonderful stories from podcast fans and Triple J listeners when we do the show on the radio that we cannot simply fit them all in, which means mm. for the podcast, we have an extra caller. One might call it a bonus caller. Yes, named after the the wonderful singer, songwriter, and movie star, Mr. Pat Boone. The bonus caller is an opportunity for us to hear an extra story that maybe we we just didn't have time to get to on air. And today's bonus caller comes from Daryl in the Latrobe Valley. G'day, Daryl. What's your bin story? Hey, guys. So... I moving house one time, and as you do, you organise hard rubbish, uh, and so the whole street got in on it. But we'd go back every so often just to check to see if it had been picked up, and I saw a box there that I hadn't seen before, so on a whim decided to open it up, and it was full of stuff that I didn't really understand what I was looking at, so I asked my friend, and he collapsed on the ground in laughter, and when he finally got some breath back, he said that it was just chock full of dildos. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. How yeah. many are we talking? There was at least eight, I think. How? Wait, how old were you at this time, Daryl? <laughs> I was 24, but I'd lived a very sheltered life. <laughs> you were 24 and didn't, oh, wow. didn't recognize a box full of dildos when you saw them? Look, they were all different kinds of colors and shapes of and all sorts of wacky stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, uh-huh. did you, what did you do with them once you realized what they were? There was also a, a Ziploc bag of dentures in there, which kind of added to the, uh, the experience. But dentures and what dildos. Happened, yeah, dentures and dildos. <laughs> I've been to um, that store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of panicked and I was just like, I can't let some poor sanitation worker you know, look at this because, you know, I, I panicked, so they must have as well. Mm, sure. So I threw it into the boot of my car and went home with it. What? So, oh, so, Daryl! So, <laughs> so, wait, do you know whose dildos they were that you took from the side of the street? I have no idea. Like, it was just everybody in the street was just putting their, their stuff on the pile. So, but yeah, the dentures in there, we were just like, wow, there's, there's some old folks in this street that are kind of into some stuff. Huh. Dentures right. and dildos. Yeah. I mean, un- unless it was an um, older person who'd passed away mm. and um, the dildos just weren't in the will. Yeah. Um, well, the maybe they generation. were in the will, but like the next generation didn't want them, you know? Um, I mean, they were ungrateful. in rough shape. This... <laughs> Did you say they were in rough shape? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, where yeah. are they now, Daryl? I think <laughs> they might still be in the boot of my car. Daryl! What? <laughs> Hang on. How long ago was this? Daryl, you're, you're looking to get arrested, I think. How, well, how long have they been in the boot of your car? About eight years now. I, look, I don't drive the car anymore, and to be fair, I'm not entirely sure that they're still there. They might be on my parents' veranda. Uh, well, Daryl, this has been a very um, intriguing tale, and I, um, <laughs> I wonder if there's some other reason you're hanging on to them that you're yet to explore, and I, um, mm. I hope we find out one day... Why you've been hanging on to a stranger's dildos and dentures for nearly a decade. I will let you know. <laughs> well, if anyone's <laughs> looking for a uh, box full of dildos and dentures, I guess you can message us and we can get in touch with Daryl and see if, you know, maybe we can afford some commerce to the good listeners of Simply Just Podcast, Lewis. Yeah, uh, I still feel pretty upset about that. <laughs>
Well, a big thank you to Daryl there for that b -b 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 bonus caller. Um, interestingly, what's happened here during the recording of our podcast is that uh, we've had some technical snafus here at uh, Simple Just HQ, and I'm here to wrap it up solo. Perko in Hawaii. Lewis, unable to connect to the server. It's all going down here, uh, but I can tell you all that the winner of Simple Just this week, as chosen by Lucy Smith, was, in fact... Lindsay in Melbourne for her frankly terrifying story about a patient in a hospital drinking someone else's brain juice. I think we can all agree that if we rank the juices people have drunk on this podcast, whether it is brain or rat, brain has got to be one of the most disgusting juices ever drunk on this podcast. So congratulations to Lindsay for winning Sip of the Jest this week. You win a big red sticker courtesy of Hobber and Incorporated and also a golden ham chain key ring which will be sent to you post-haste. If we could ask you for a favour, it would be to rate and review our podcast. Give it five stars. Come on. Look, if you are going to rate the podcast this week, could you please rate it five stars in spite of the technical difficulties which we've just suffered? Sometimes it's hard with these janky old studios at the ABC. Sometimes they just stop working for no reason. Anyway, my name's Michael Hing. On behalf of Lewis Hobber and Lucy Smith, and I guess also... Jess Perkins, who is in Hawaii. I'd like to thank you all for listening to the Simply Just podcast. I'd like to also thank our wonderful podcast producers, Joe Khan and Lou Hill. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Usually a bit blood tinted. G'day, it's Dr. Carl here. Have you ever wondered things like, can our eyes change colour? Did the Big Bang really happen? And why does cold weather make you wee more often? Well then, the Science with Dr. Carl podcast is for you. Each week, join us for a weekly injection of science, myth-busting, answers, and of course, the magic three words of I don't know. Science with Dr. Carl. Listen now on the Triple J app.